0: G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cotton Yarns. Hope the season's progressing well for you. I know there's been some good rain down in the Southern Valleys and we're finally finally getting some decent rainfall up here in the North. But today I've got a pretty interesting episode for you. So I'm going to be discussing uh, a Richard Williams initiative project uh, which is in collaboration with CSD, CRDC and Goanna Ag called The Water Dashboard. And uh, joining me for this conversation is none other than CSD's General Manager of Growth and Development, James Quinn. How you going, Quinny? Fine, thanks, Nicholas. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Going really well. So I guess what we'll do, mate, is we'll put a bit of context to what we're trying to achieve for this water dashboard. But I guess in a few words, in a nutshell, before we go into the background of us, do you just want to tell us what this water dashboard aims to be?
1: Yeah, really, it is a centralized way of working out how much water we have available on farm at any given time. Um, We're trying to use technology to ensure that growers can get that picture of that what water they have available across all water sources um, on the farm at any one time so the aim being that they're able to make better decisions um, based on that real, real time data.
0: Yep yep and I guess this all came about from you know, you've been a, a, one of the major drivers of this tool, seeing firsthand some of the issues. You know that can come about with not knowing accurately what water you have on farm and some of the detrimental effects it can have on your production system. So, do you just want to touch on, you know, some of the reasons why this initiative is being introduced?
1: Yeah, thanks, Angus. So I think you know, in terms of production, in the Australian cotton industry as a whole, or just on, on a farm level. Water is our number one liminary resource. Our industry ebbs and flows on the amount of water availability in storages, in our dry land sense, in regards to storage um, within the soil and the like. However, in saying that, we don't monitor it. We do monitor it. We don't monitor it as closely as we do other, other aspects um, on the on the farming o- operation. When I pitched this Richard Williams investment to the CSD board, who, you know, majority are cotton growers, I asked them the question... Who can tell me the number of fan hours or the engine hours on their tractors and pickets? You know, and the and the result I got was a lot of nodding heads. People knew exactly where the tractors or pickers were up to. You know, they are important figures to them, and why is because basically they're easy to get. It's not hard to go and find those numbers, and we have in, They're important figures in regards to what we're going to do with that implement in regards to servicing, or you know, if we want to try and um, move that implement along. So. When I turned around and said, okay, who knows how much water I have available on farm right now, the amount of noning decreased. And then basically, we're, we're looking and saying, okay, well, you know, why not? And, you know, people could say, well, we've got an 900 megalitre storage. It's about three quarters full. It's about 600 megs now. And we're always working on that guesstimate, that estimate sort of stuff, not the actual real figures. And I'm sure there's people in the audience as well. If, if I ask them that question right now, how much water do you have available right now on farm? they give me a rough idea this is the most limiting resource that we have, you know, drives our production. So, you know, for me, it is something that we need to make sure that we're right on top of. You know, I'm not saying that the engine hours aren't important. I'm just saying that the farm's not going to stop if we don't really know the engine hours, you know, but if we don't know where the water is up to, that could have a really big impact on our production as a cotton farm.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, and... Like you said, water is our number one limiting resource and we can drill down on all sorts of different inputs into our production system, whether it be fertiliser, fuel use. We can drill down to seeds per metre and all that sort of thing. I guess those inputs aren't as vital to, to, to the production of the crop as water. So, yeah, I think you're right. It, it's something that really needs to change um, in the industry is this accurate measurement of water. But so in your past life you've seen... You know firsthand what can happen as a result of not being able to actually measure your water or understand exactly what you have on your farm. So, do you want to run us through some of those scenarios you've seen firsthand?
1: Yeah. So, no, I needed to know exactly how much water we had on farm when we were managing crops, and my aim was to finish the cotton season and to finish the summer with as little amount of water in my on-farm storages as I possibly could. I wanted to try and leave as much water in the and Dam as I could um, and utilise what we had there. That way I'd limit my impact on losses from seepage and evaporation from on farm storages, And, you know, I kept that account in storage in in the Cape Dam, as full as it possibly could could be. You know, but I also didn't want to make sure, I wanted to make sure I finished those crops. I wanted to make sure I finished and matured those crops to their fullest potential. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to run out. I was always really um, conscious of that. Um, And also we've grown cotton through droughts. You know, we have bulk release, so we only have one or two options during the year to, to pump all our water. Um, and basically, you would pump um, what you had available in November or December, and then you just had to make it last at the end of the season. You had to pretty well know exactly what was going on. Yeah. Um, and I needed to tra- track that fade of water daily or weekly. And, you know, unfortunately, this was before some of the sensors we had um, today, but which would have made it a lot easier. But we move water around the farm to irrigate, Um, we lost water through evaporation seepage we lost water just moving in channels or keeping channels primed to make sure we could get water where we needed to get to and then hopefully sometimes we get a bit of rain during the season that could help out or it might even run a bit of water which would have added to our account and with all that complication was always trying to keep on top of exactly how much water we had on farm or what that um, water was available you know, and I was keeping track of this, not just to report to my bosses and you know, which is one thing I had to do, but to be sure we had enough water to finish our crop. And if the answer to that question was yeah, we're still sitting okay, then it was just keep on trucking, keep on tracking where we're going. But if it was not, we could apply different strategies to get the most out of the crop that we had with the available water we had as well. You know, one year we made a decision um pre-flowering to to skip row or field. Um, based on this information that we had in regards to how much water we had available. So instead of just trying to hope for the best with a solid plant, we went and skip road it and um, managed it as a skip row crop. Or across different farms within the organisation, we could allocate water to different places depending on what was needed as well. So you know, knowing exactly what we had on farm enabled us to make decisions to, to utilise that resource the best we possibly could.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Look, you briefly touched on what the water dashboard is. I guess we'll drill down on on some of the things that it'll measure and some of the things, the inputs it'll require. Do you just want to go into, I guess, what exactly will the water dashboard encompass, what data will it, it bring in, and then what data will it punch out?
1: Yeah, thanks, Angus. So the water dashboard is the working title of the Richard Williams Initiative project. As you said earlier on, it's a collaboration between CSD, the CRDC and going AG as three like minded organizations that really want to try and boost water sufficiency across the industry. Um, and to do that we need that number, but we don't we need an accurate number. And that's what's really the main aim of this project is to just get that accurate number of what water is available on farm at any given time so you can make those decisions. It it may sound simple, but it's not. Um, unfortunately. But you know, the industry has a lot of tools that we can measure water around the farm at various locations, but the accuracy and utility of those tools is dependent on what we can do with it. And you know, I think this comes to you know why we don't have a really good accurate figure is because yes, we can use tools to measure. And you know, some people are still using a push probe and a shovel to work out irrigation timing and stuff. And that's not taking anything away from that. But you know, there's other um, capacitance probes out there, and, you know, that are linked to s- satellite images and, and the like to help us, yeah. you know, refine that decision. But then, how we break that management down really lets us down in regards to how we control that water. So, obviously, if we've got a, a pressurized system, we can control the water applied a lot more than we can in bankless or furrow irrigated, per se. And, and the other part to that is that all these sensors are all over the farm, but they're not coordinated. So, you know, we can get a a dam level, and it'll tell us exactly how much water that we think is in the dam. We can have a soil probe that tells us how much water we have in the soil, channel heights. We get information in regards to what water we have in our accounts in our in government storages, but it's not coordinated. And that's what we want to try and do is we want to try and pull that together and put it into one source. And we're just trying to put to bring it all together to provide a real-time number of water available from all water sources. And I know people have had various methods over the, in the past, and how they do this—notebooks, Excel spreadsheets, and and the like. But I think we can simplify this process and make it more usable and more accurate than, than those sort of methods. With the first iteration of the water dashboard, you know, when we designed this project, we will use the the KISS principle: keep it simple, stupid situation. And all we're doing is looking for that one number. You know, we can we had a lot of ideas that flowed off once we had that number. It was like, no, no, let's just concentrate on getting that number. It's going to be hard enough to do as it is. So we'll just concentrate on that, that one number. And we do have better sensors and communication networks than we had back many, many years ago. And But it's just, it is linking them together. And this is a complex undertaking. Um, If it was easy, we would have had it done years ago. Yeah. But we've got to try and take information from multiple platforms and multiple sources and, and integrate them all, all together um in an environment that's not you know conducive to data transfer as easy as other parts of the world yeah but however our aim and it always will be our aim is we need to get the real numbers you know, and we've got to deal in real numbers not estimates um, and that's um something that i think is the value that we will offer to growers in this is that it won't be, you know, like, oh, geez, I think I've got this much. is no, no, I have this much, and then I can make decisions based on that. Yeah. Uh, and I think in the future, we can build build off from that number. You know, we'll look at we we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later on, but, you know, this is just the first iteration.
0: Yeah, yeah. With all these water use efficiency tools that we currently have, you know, there's some fantastic tools out there that provide you an idea of how your crop's performing, you know, from a water use efficiency perspective Point of view, but without knowing exactly what we have to start with, it's almost like we've put the cart before the horse with these tools. You know, it's a bit like going in and buying a house without having any idea about how much money you have in your bank account.
1: Yeah, I think the bank account analogy is a a quite a good one because the finance sector has very good visibility of, of numbers. You know, the way they put it. If you think about um, like a banking or an investment app, that's what we're trying to, to build here. Um, within that, you know, what we're trying to say here is basically is the, the big number, but like a would you say the, the banking app? You can look at your, your your current position. You know, what's in my overall position? Hopefully, that's a positive number. Yeah. <laughs> but then you can, can delve down into different levels. So you can delve down into you know this is my different accounts or this is my different investments, and look at how much they're worth within that similar to what's in my storages, what's in the channels, what's sitting in the soil, um, or what's in my my storage in the government account. And then you can break down further that, look at the transactions within that as well, if you really wanted to get into the the miniature of it it all. So, you know, what we're doing in that space, I think, or this space, Angus, is, you know, mimicking what the finance sector has been doing in regards to reporting back on, you know, your investments or your, your... your your finances, so it's it's similar a very good analogy of the finance or the banking sector.
0: Yeah, so you know you've you've touched on why you know why we're introducing uh, this water dashboard and the methodology behind it, but some of the real impacts it could have in terms of the dollar value at the end of the day. Do you want to touch on some of them? You know they can probably range from yield and fibre quality and stuff like that, but I'm sure you've seen some horror stories where some yeah. other things have happened.
1: Yeah, I have seen some horror stories. I've heard some horror stories, I and mean, we've we've heard them. They're folklore. You know, you you hear about them across the industry. But you know, where people have have set up a crop, and you know, all of a sudden they've realised they've two waters short, and it's like, oh, Jesus! You know, what happened there? And and the horror is is not the fact that that's that is horror is what they they missed out on. You know, they've had to set those crops up with all the inputs and you know and the like expecting one thing and they're not not having it all there and it's like and it's a big oops moment it's like oh oh dear and we're going to fight we find that you know re-irrigation shorts but they, we could have actually um done something about that you know Re-irrigation short the crop set up for maximum potential it hits the wall performs poorly and the yields down um you know it's kind of like you know we've set up the ferrari but then when we've actually gone, we've got the no rusted, beat-up Volkswagen bus <laughs> sort of situation. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, and you know, yields are down. We're going to get fibre quality penalties. And, well, no stressing. men. that crop's going to lose money. And it's been a fantastic waste of time and and resources. But for for me, the horror story is that the crop could have been managed differently. And I, I mentioned the the scenario before where we actually skipped a, a field. We basically went through and took out two rows and made it into a double skip field because we had information earlier on to say, okay, well, we're not going to be able to... We punted, didn't get the crop or the water that we were hoping for. Decision was made and we we managed that crop. You know, we could have got some rain and all of a sudden you we made a good decision and planned it solid. We didn't get the rain. Okay, let's revert back to option B. But we managed to get our maximum return on that field um within that space and we, we, of course we we knew we weren't going we, that was an option for us we it was resourced you know with nitrogen and like only for that crop as well so we weren't trying to you know we weren't trying to build the Ferrari we were we were looking at a framework that we could go Ferrari or go to a lesser model sort of situation there yeah and you know from that you know I believe we made the best from a bad situation so that and that's what we're really talking about here is, is if we have that information, we can make those, that, those decisions. Yeah, definitely. And probably like going back to that you know banking analogy there, Angus, is if you were going to transfer money across from accounts, you want to know exactly how much money's in there before you actually go and transfer that money across. Because if you don't know, that's the quickest way to go out of business, I believe, is if you're just throwing money around, you don't actually know what's there.
0: Definitely. So... I guess to make it clear to to everyone out there, what what exactly are the different, you know? So we've got got all different types of on farm water, not only in farm, but I guess in our in our water accounts as well. What are the I guess the four main inputs that the water dashboard will be collecting?
1: Yeah, yeah, I break them down into four. So there's the firstly, it's your pop data. What what water do I have still left in my soil? If you've got, you know, 60 millimetres left in your soil, that, that needs to be taken into account um, when you're trying to work things out. Now, we have soil probes. We have estimates of crop water use and status that we we can get. It's getting that information. Obviously, we can put sensors on our, our farm storages. Um, give us a quick snapshot, you know, every 15 minutes if we wanted to, in regards to how much water is actually in all our farm storages. We can put channel height sensors on our supply channels and return channels um, to making sure that we capture that water. You know, we know exactly uh, what water we have in those transition zones. And then lastly, it is um, government water accounts, and that's where we are there. You know, what water do we have in the bank per se, you in know, the, in the, the big bank, that we can utilise on the farm as well. Yeah, um, And I think the first three... We can click easily. We have the, the sensors. We have the tools that can actually do that um, right now. The obviously the the fourth one is the government, and we're really looking to to the you know the help of the government and their agencies to cooperate and allow this process so this information can can flow because um, it is a crucial element within the the water balance equation that we have. You know, our aim is to utilize this information so that the growers and you know the cotton industry as a whole can improve their water use efficiency or optimization of their water on farm. And hopefully this the government see this as a as a positive for the industry. You know, I think we're aligned, you know, the, the, the government wants to see improvements in how water is managed. We want to, as an industry, want to see improvements in our water use efficiency. Um so hopefully we've just got to lobby the government to make sure that we can um, get access to that information because obviously there's um, some regulations and stuff that we need to come, overcome.
0: Yep. Yep, definitely. And of course, all this information will be private to the grower. Um, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, Well, let's go back to the banking analogy. Yep. You know, no one can see my banking details. The same sort of thing will be with this, this app. It'll be a private thing for the farm. It's, it's not all the series of farms of the organization, I suppose. It's probably a way to look at it. Um, not, it's not an open source uh, information. It's definitely going to be private within each each individual grower who hopefully uses it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the beauty of bringing that information in is, you know, there won't be any calculations required. You'll be able to open, you know, a dashboard and bang, have a number right there in your face, you know.
1: Yeah. So, like, like you know, you, we can get that data. We can look it up and I know exactly how much water I've got in my account. Yeah. But I'd have to enter it in manually. Um, which is just a step which, you know, we, we can automate, I think is probably what we're trying to do, is just to take away that that step. So it um, would help out in that space.
0: Yep, yep. So, you know, you mentioned, you know, we're working on the first iteration of the water dashboard, but where's the project up to, you know, as we speak here today?
1: Right, well, it's been going for a couple of years now. We're working on a prototype right now. The first part of the or the first phase was a proof of concept. We just had to make sure that we could get things to talk to each other, and, and that was a, a positive. So we moved into the prototype phase. Yep. Um, and the the, the prototype is all about the real order numbers or the action numbers on it in a farm sense. So we've got um, some pilot growers, and we need to be able to demonstrate to these growers that we can actually do what we said we oh, went out to achieve. And that is to get that number. Yep. And I'm, I'm pretty confident we are able to achieve that by the end of this season, You know, to be able to, to tie all those data sources together and, and to come back with, with um, that, that one accurate number at the end of the season or, or any day, sorry, not just at the end of the season. Um, and, we, and we're working with a range of growers. And when I say a range of growers, I mean range of growers in t- for terms of complexity. So we've got you know, growers that are part of our pilot program, we've got a fairly simple design. You know, it's one farm, number of storages, you know, supply, return, and a couple of fields all within that system. And then we've got, you know, the other range is we've got larger growers or larger organisations with multiple farms, multiple access points to rivers, multiple storages, multiple channel delivery systems, which all integrate, and then, you know, numerous fields. And, you know, we need to be able to make sure that we can adapt this for, you know, the simple model, also for the complex model, and it's always going to be – and how we uh, design that will allow the grower to, you know, make sure that they put in the parts they need that's going to serve them well. Because not every farm's going to be exactly the same. It's not a carbon copy of each other. Is making sure that we can set that up so that people can dial it in for their own operation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like you said, every farm's going to be different and, you know – every grower how they use this this water dashboard will be different as well. You know, I see this tool as it's gonna evolve, you know, the more we use it, the more we realise what we can do with, you know, having an accurate number, the more this tool will involve. But we'll sort of start to finish off now. Like I said, every farm will be different on how this use how they use this, you know, number or they use this tool. I guess how do you think at the end of the day it will assist growers?
1: Well firstly Real-time information that's accurate, and not a guess, is is the first thing. Yeah. And I just think this is just a much better outcome. You know that that is just something that that we we really need. And then you know once that we have that accurate number, you know growers will actively manage, um, as they do with their engine hours or fan hours. You know they know exactly where it's up to. It'll be a very easy number for them to access. Therefore, they will actively manage. It really shocks me. That we, as an industry, can have multi 1000000 dollars assets, multi-million-dollar assets, where we don't monitor as closely as we should, yeah. um, and it, it, it is something that we need to, to rectify, really. I think. But again, it comes down to that: the number of what water we have available. And once we have that num, that number growers can confidently allocate those resources to where they're best utilised, like the banking app analogy. You will not move money around without knowing what you had there in the first place. I think that's a really quick way of going out of business. However, getting that real-time water number is the beginning, and we have to start there. Now, in the future, I see utilisation of this number to monitor efficiencies over time. We can then tie this into on-farm and industry efficiency efficiency figures to to demonstrate that we are doing a, a really good job of managing resources. And but I also see growers being able to utilise the water dashboard to identify and then quantify where losses or potential gains could be made in the in their own system. And I think that's going to be a real benefit to growers as well. But I suppose, and you know, what we've learned over the, the, the years where we've been looking at some of these digital tools and the like, is that with all these initiatives, the growers um, end up telling us what they would like. You know, we may have a plan of where we think things are going to go, but then the the growers, oh geez, it'd be good if we had X, Y, and Z. And we go, oh yeah, that's probably a better idea than, than what we had. So I can see um, further iterations of the water dashboard coming along that are going to be based on grower feedback and, you know, what they see as a, a real value to them in their operation. And I'm looking forward to seeing what those are.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, that's, that's a big next step for this project is getting some of that feedback back from growers. So, I do encourage any growers out there who who are listening and and having a think about this project to to give us some feedback. And I guess Quinny, another thing is that you know one thing growers can help us with is um, of course lobbying to the government to allow access to that to that water account data.
1: Yeah, uh, like it, it is their account; it's not not our account. On we so you if they were able to lobby the government and say, so look, you know, we we see value here and being able to to integrate this information into my farm, water information, like I definitely see value in you know, it, but you know, it is their information, not my information. So we need them to be able to say, yep, I want this to happen, not just um, for us to go and say, oh, geez, this would be a great idea. I think the industry needs to be behind us in this and um, help us provide a tool that's going to be of quite good benefit to
0: them. Yeah. Look, I think it's a great project, Quinny. Um, this one, you know, with CSD alone, we've got so many tools that, you know, r- rely on, on accurate data. For example, C Crop, um, Barry, and other tools alike that, you know, we need accurate data for them to work properly. Um, but it goes both ways. You know, we can use Barry if we know our yield potentials, um, we know what water we have in our account, then we can sort of pick and choose what crops, like you said. Are looking a bit more like a Ferrari than a beat-up old Volkswagen.
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic example, Angus, and you know that's the feedback we're looking for. You know, is you know utilizing two two tools there to come up with a great decision. Yeah, or or educated decision, I suppose is probably a,
0: a way to put it. Yeah, fantastic example. Yeah, no, very good. Well, thank you for joining me today, Quinny. It's always great to have a chat with you, mate. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Angus.